Charles, this is Rory J. Koopmans of Edmonton, Alberta, one of your biggest fans. Sad that Chad doesn't carry your broadcast voice except on weekends anymore, but I want to wish you well as you stand down and move on to your retirement adventures, just like David Michael Letterman. And I want you to say that you're handing down your broadcast microphone to a new generation. And I want to wish you, from everybody here in Edmonton, Alberta, all the best in your future career and endeavors. And by God, Chuck, you're an outstanding broadcaster. You truly are one in a million. Thank you. All right. Uh, my name is Charles Adler, and I'm the luckiest person on this planet. Not because I've won a $50 million jackpot, and not because I've been hosting shows on a 50,000-watt blowtorch called CJOB, and not because for a decade on that radio show, the show was heard on many other radio stations, including the one Rory was listening to in Edmonton. We were heard from Victoria, B.C. to Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I'm a lucky man. But I'm the luckiest person on the planet. Not just because of that network show and this great show. And not because I was the lead dog, I was told by the experts in Canada's most competitive battleground, Canada's largest city on a revered station a revered station at Young and St. Clair in Toronto called CFRB. It was considered the broadcast cathedral. The luckiest, not because before I was the lead dog there, I was the big dog who won an Emmy for best TV host in Boston and all of New England. And before that, I was heard on 150 stations coast to coast in the world's most competitive national market the United States of America. It's not for those reasons that I'm the luckiest. I'm the luckiest person on this planet because no man has ever felt the love of a father like I have. No man has felt the love of a father for his son more than I have. In the Judeo-Christian culture I was raised in, the greatest man who ever walked this earth was known as the Son of God. I'm not the greatest man. <laughs> no matter how some people are not happy about my ego or what they call my ego, I do not pretend to be any sort of Son of God, any kind of messianic figure. I'm not the greatest man, but I am the luckiest man because I am the son of Mike. Mike the tailor. He was my father, my teacher, my leader. And none of the great things that have happened to me professionally could have been possible without him. He taught me the meaning of justice because he was forced to sip from the chalice of injustice. His mother and father and sister and brother were murdered by Adolf Hitler. Mike was taken prisoner for three years by Joseph Stalin and he had every reason to feel that life was not worth living. But instead, Mike Adler married a beautiful young woman named Rose, and they had a son in the month of August of 1954. I was the luckiest baby in Budapest. Both my parents had been marked for death 
My 10-year-old mother survived because she was saved by a Christian man named Raoul Wallenberg, the Swedish ambassador to Hungary. And she helped him rescue many others from being put on a train to Auschwitz. My father survived because Hitler was defeated in large part because of good Canadian boys, many of them from Winnipeg, willing to give their lives in the cause of freedom. I can never, ever repay what I owe Canadians in uniform. This weekend, I'll be visiting my dad at his new home, which is a graveyard on De La Savane in Montréal. It is where I buried him just a few days before Christmas of last year. We will be unveiling his tombstone, which I have not yet seen. But my mom tells me I'll be okay with it. I know it'll be tougher to look at that stone than it was to shovel dirt upon his casket, because on that stone will be some other names. The names of at least four Adlers who never got a stone. My Uncle Shia, who was a teenager when he was marched into a ditch. My Aunt Yulishka was just a child among one million Jewish children pushed into an oven. And an oven was the final stop for my grandparents, Joseph and Rose. None of those four members of our family got a stone. And so I expect to see their names on Sunday and let them know in my way that I will always love them by remembering them and by speaking out when I see or feel or touch injustice for as long as I'm able to breathe. My father, Mike, wanted me to be a lawyer. And <laughs> he felt that was the best way to honor those who didn't get a stone. The best way to fight injustice, to fight for human rights and human dignity. I disappointed my dad by choosing a radio microphone over a law degree. He finally came to terms with my decision after he retired and heard me in his head on the radio as his memory was being drained by Alzheimer's. There were times when Mike Adler knew it was his son on the radio, and there were some other times. But I am the luckiest person on this planet because a month from now, I'll be at a, a ceremony in Vancouver, British Columbia, where a tall, dark, handsome man named Sidney Koshal will be called to the bar. I met Sidney ten years ago when he was a teenager at Garden City Collegiate. And he had the same reaction to me that most listeners have when they first hear me. He wanted nothing to do with me. More important, he wanted me to have nothing to do with his mother. His nickname for me was Elder. Never wanted to call me Adler. Elder. Felt I was too old to be dating his 35-year-old mom. But like many listeners... Sid changed his mind about me somewhere along the way and may even have been inspired by me to push the boundaries of his intellect, his passion, his work ethic, 
his sense of personal responsibility to strive for excellence and to eventually become a person with the best possible tool in his kit to fight injustice, a knowledge of a license to practice law. Our most important weapon in fighting for the rights and dignity of others is to give them protection of law. A month from now, a young man I call my son will be fulfilling Mike Adler's dream for his son. I am the luckiest person on the planet because of the woman I met 10 years ago, Sydney's mother, Jacqueline. I met her in the hallway of CJOB. And while it was not love at first sight for her, because nobody falls in love with me quickly, I'm no, I'm no George Clooney. But when Jackie allowed me to get to know her, she made me feel as handsome as George Clooney. A week from now, we're hitting the Trans-Canada and driving to the Pacific to pursue the rest of our Canadian dreams. None of this would be possible without the affection and loyalty that I have received from you, my listener. A man named Garth Butchko reached out to me 17 years ago, and he bet the farm on me. He bet his career on me because he was told by all the experts in this community that nobody could possibly replace Peter Warren and that if Peter chose to leave Winnipeg, which he did, this radio station, this magnificent 50,000-watt blowtorch with magnificent heritage would go right off the cliff. That's what he was told. Without Peter, there could not be a CGOB. Garth Butchko bet his career on this son of a tailor. Turned out to be a pretty good bet. <laughs> and a pretty good ride, eh? Thank you, Garth, for putting your honor on me. Thank you, Chorus Entertainment, for being my broadcast partner for 17 years. And most important, thank you, my beloved listener. I will cherish and treasure your loyalty forever. Without you, I would not have the life I have, the family I have, the future I have, the capacity I'm told today I have to inspire others to do what I'm doing and to perhaps inspire governments and other institutions who commit injustices to correct those injustices so that those people who have no voice can be helped by the likes of me. I owe everything to you. I wish you and every one of your families the best possible life. Thank you for your precious time. And now it's time to say goodbye, Winnipeg. I love you very much. Good luck.